brought your Bible today, then please open to Psalm 1. Feel free to use a Bible on your phone. And also, if you um, want to bring out your sermon notes now, there's probably still some on the music stand at the back if you want a hard copy. If you go to cornerstonealliance.info, there's uh, sermon notes there as well. You can fill stuff in and have it emailed to yourself uh, later. Uh, Psalm uh, chapter 1. Psalm 1 is where we will start. And uh, this is a summer series, a summer in the Psalms. Uh, we're calling it um, Summer Playlist, uh, Sermons from Psalms. So it's going to be a long series. Just kidding. We're not going to do all 150 Psalms. Uh, I'm starting the series off today, and then the next couple weeks, um, two of you will be preaching. Uh, Pastor Jordy is also preaching uh, one of those times, and um, we'll go right through July and August until uh, Labor Day. So it's not that long of a series. But just as an introduction, I would like to introduce to you the book of Psalms and introduce some things that maybe that you aren't aware of, uh, just in case you know, you're ever on Jeopardy and there's a category, Psalms. Here's some trivia that may interest you and hopefully will help you to appreciate this book a little more. If you were to open your Bible right to the very middle, what do you find? Psalms, right? Psalms has been loved. Uh, by many Christians through the, of the, many, in the church throughout centuries. Uh, if you find Bibles that have a New Testament, sometimes it's New Testament and what? In Psalms, okay, in the back, it's been a very um, central part of, uh, of our faith. And if you open to the center, I don't know if it's placed in the center like intentionally on purpose, but that's kind of how it, op- how it works. You open up to the middle and there is the Psalms. And I don't know if they still have these um, tourism commercials for Manitoba. Do you remember them? Manitoba is, was what? Manitoba's Canada's heart beat. Do you remember that? We're in the middle of Canada and, and the tourism of Manitoba, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, but it was Manitoba is Canada's heartbeat. So what Manitoba is to Canada is what Psalms is uh, to God. Psalms really is God's heartbeat. It was a, a hymn book, basically. Does anybody know what a hymn book is? Yes. We haven't used hymn books for a while, but uh, they're books, usually hardcover. And uh, back in the day before, well, when it was organ or only piano or something, um, we would have 150 or maybe 300 hymns in a hymn book. It was our, so hymn number, turn to hymn number 12, and everyone would take the book, open up to hymn number 12 or turn to hymn number 300 and whatever. And some of us had favorite hymns, and we only knew them by the numbers. Hey, let's sing hymn number 208. That's my favorite. And often, many of the same churches even had the same kind of hymn book. So that was a hymn book. And it was basically these, whatever, 300, 400, whatever in there, these were the songs we sang on Sunday morning. And that would happen for many years. So Psalms, this collection of Psalms is really, it's a hymn book that was used by God's people thousands of years ago. So when they gathered together for worship, they would kind of do the same thing. Okay, everyone, let's sing Psalm 18. And then probably they had it memorized or there would be a, one of the Levites would lead them in worship. And so it was, it was a hymn book. It was used in corporate gatherings, also uh, for individual, uh, personal uh, worship times as well. So that's basically what it is. This is why it's called Summer Playlist. Because each one of these psalms, it's really a song. And so as songs go... They are very poetic, right? And so as you listen to songs, you realize they're using colorful language sometimes, or they're using, they're trying to find a word that rhymes with this word. Even though maybe a better, different word might give a more accurate meaning, they're, they're looking to create an emotional response often, right? When we listen to psalms or poems. The problem, though, with psalms is, is what? 
Like it's not English. It was written in Hebrews, Hebrew and um, like 3,000 years ago. Maybe some would say 3,500 years ago. So first of all, we have the language difference. And so a lot of you know French and some of you know other languages. And can you imagine um, a poem that was written in French or German or something else translated to English? It just sounds awful, right? It, it doesn't really work. It's hard. And so that's what we have in the book of Psalms. We have these original poems that are songs used for worship purposes written um, in Hebrew and then translated into English. And so we don't see the rhythm sometimes. We don't see the rhyming words and we don't see that every word starts with the same letter or it's like an alphabet poem or acrostics or things like that. But not only that, it was a long time ago, like 3,000, 3,500 years ago. So just think of that. That's a long time. That would be like, this is 2019, right? Can you imagine what life would be like in year 3,000? What about year 5,500? Can you imagine someone in the year 5,500 reading the things we wrote today? Like that would be pretty wild. Of course, I think cultures are changing a lot faster. Society is changing at a faster rate than it used to. But not only are we reading poems that were written in another language that don't translate always really well with rhythm and, and, and uh, the way poems should go, but it's also like a long time ago, completely different culture. So there's some things that we need to consider when, when we are reading the Psalms. Psalms were poetry, they're, they're emotive, they, they bring out emotional responses, uh, they're very theological as well, but first purpose was to be in a worship setting, to, to be sung. And so let's remember that. That's why this is a summer uh, playlist. The other thing, we are in 2019, right? Jesus has come, God has come in the flesh, and he has died for us and been raised back to life and has ascended to heaven. And so we, also, we read Psalms a little bit differently than how the people of God would have read Psalms because we live after Jesus, right? Kind of, not kind of, but so sometimes we read things and think, well, that's, that's really harsh language and I can't imagine praying that way today. Well, sometimes we, we can't because Jesus has come and Jesus is the perfect representation of who God is. And so we... Um, interpret the Psalms through Jesus, whereas thousands of years ago, they wouldn't have had that opportunity or blessing to do. So there's a few things we need to keep um, in, in mind as we read through these Psalms. But Psalms, really, we're doing this to help us uh, appreciate this songbook so that we can fall in love uh, with Psalms and therefore fall in love more with God and our Lord and our Savior. Psalms, there's 150 of them. Do you think there's 150? That's a trick question, right? There, there's, there's kind of 150, but did you know that um, two of the Psalms are, are just repeated? They're pretty much Psalm 14 and Psalm 53. If you want to take notes, write that down and look at it later. Look at Psalm 14 and Psalm 53. It's like the same one. So really, we can head down to 149. And originally, uh, there were some songs that, were, um, that have been separated. So it's like Psalm 42 and Psalm 43. If you read those, you might think, well, that's kind of like one. It is. But for some reason, as editions of the Bibles evolved and translation, they, they split into two. So there's a couple times where there's um, two times where Psalms were split into two. 42 and 43 are originally one Psalm. Um, and Psalm 9 and 10, if you're taking notes and you want to read those after, were originally just one song. So this is um, also Psalms are, it's basically five hymn books. 
Um, some of your translations will have book one, and then a whole bunch of psalms later will be book two, and a whole bunch of psalms later, book three. At the end of each book, there's a, a doxology, like a praise or benediction, praise uh, you know, to the Lord of heavens or something, and then another book starts. And another. So it's like five books, kind of like Lord of the Rings, right? Is it one book or is it three books or, or eight or whatever? It's psalms is five books. Five is important for the people of Israel, right? Because it reminds them of the Torah, of the Pentateuch, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, five books. And so it's, it's similar. Um, it shows how important it was for them. And uh, if you read carefully, there's a bunch of Psalms that are very similar to one another in book one and then book two and then book three. It almost traces uh, the history of Israel. So books, the first book of Psalms has a lot of um, songs about David, King David, as the, his dynasty was being set up and the king was being, the, the, the kingdom was being set up. And then they went into exile and the kingdom fell apart. And so a lot of Psalms are kind of lamenting in the next, in the next part. And then you get to the end and the last book, it's all about like praise. And, and in the end, it's going to be so victorious. And often, so often, um, you'll notice that as you're reading through. A lot of the Psalms written by David are in the first book because that's talking about when his kingdom is being set up. So anyways, those are some important things. If you're ever on Jeopardy, hopefully you can get some of those questions right. Now, I have a pet peeve about Psalms. My number one pet peeve was about Revelation. Do you remember what that was? It's not Revelations. It's one Revelation, right? So from chapter one all the way to the end, it's one Revelation. So please don't say, I love the book of Revelations. It's the book of Revelation. When we did that last year, I told you, my second pet peeve is uh, Psalm. Like, don't say, please open the book to Psalms 23. We do that for Romans or for, or for Genesis, right? Um, Romans chapter 5, but it's not Psalms chapter 32. They're all individual psalms. So it's just Psalm. Let's look at Psalm 32. Okay, it's a different psalm each time. So something else uh, to keep me happy when I haven't had my coffee in this morning. Don't say, let's turn to Psalms chapter 32. They're all different songs. And it's basically a song book. So let's look at Psalm chapter 1. Depending what translation you use, I think most translations do this well. Sometimes the online translations don't, but it might look like this. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers. When it's written like this, it kind of looks like it might be a letter or like a story. It doesn't really look like poetry, does it? So intentionally, uh, many of the modern translations rather do it this way, kind of like with indentations. And so these, the translators, we use the NIV here, and the, the, there's a team of translators who know Hebrew very well, and they're all working with each other. There's a company of people that are working, and they, they have split up poems in Psalm this way to kind of help us see how maybe some of the rhythm or some of the, the parallelism would have gone. And so the punctuation is not inspired, and the way we, we split up verses is not really inspired by God, but this is how we will be showing. So just to give you, an, just to remind you, this is a poem. So the first line is really, blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, 
or sit in the company of mockers. Now maybe in the Hebrew, maybe it all rhymed. Maybe there was some alliteration. We're not sure, but this is verse 1. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way the sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. What do you notice here? Look at the progression. You've probably heard about this before. It starts with walking and then standing and then like sitting. Often, this is a progression that we've done, that you've done and, and I've done um, in our lives. It begins with just, just you know, walking along, just walking a step, and then, and then oh, maybe you have to stop and kind of linger here a little while. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm right in, and then you just like sitting right down in the company of mockers. There's a progression where it's, it begins with a way of thinking, and then maybe you receive counsel from, from ungodly people, and you're like, yeah. Okay, so you're beginning to walk in step, and then, and then you start um, behaving, standing in that way, and so you slow down a little more, now you're behaving that way, and then finally it's just, I'm identifying myself with this way. You can see this progression, and we've probably, you've probably seen that in your life too. Maybe you know, oh, it's probably not very helpful, not very godly, but I'm just going like, to walk that way. I'm just going to walk that way, right? That's, that's how it starts. And then after you've walked that way a little bit, then it's okay, I just stay here for a little bit and enjoy the view. You know what, I'm here, and then you're just sitting down. So this is um, some of the imagery that is at play here in Psalm 1.1. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. It begins with wicked, it goes to sinners, and then to mockers. Mocker, um, people who mock mockers is are talked a lot about in the book of Proverbs, and they are people who are against God. They are uh, uh, the opposite of wise people. Um, it is very, uh, it's a derogatory term in Scripture. They are, they are everything that represents God. They are the complete opposite. They are mockers. And then it continues to verse 2. So, blessed is the one who does not do that, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. This is referring to the Torah, the, the, first, uh, the, the first five books in our Old Testament. This was the law for the people of God. They were, Psalms is saying, this is the man who, the person who delights in the law of the Lord is blessed, is happy, is fortunate, is, is, is uh, on the right track, and who meditates uh, on his law day and night. This is, it's not just studying, but it is studying. It's not just memorizing, but it is memorizing. It's even just kind of like as a hobby or as a pastime. I just love, I just love God's law. I love God's word. It's, it's just what I think about. It's what I talk about. It's like day and night meditating on these things and, and thinking and contemplating. Blessed is the person whose delight is there and who meditates on his law day and night. We have a Bible quizzing program here. And I'm so happy that we have this. Uh, youth from grade 7 to grade 12, last year memorized from the book of John. And some youth memorized the entire book of John, and they could recite it to you word for word all the way through. Some memorized 150 verses, some memorized 300. And, uh, and then they go on, on different uh, competitions with other Alliance churches around Manitoba, Saskatchewan, and Northern Ontario. So uh, this, it's kind of fun. Like I know it kind of sounds like nerdy. And even though you, got, you, know, you guys are in, you know it sounds nerdy. And um, but yeah, I did it for many years too. Uh, but I'm not a nerd. No, maybe I'm a nerd. It doesn't matter, right? We don't lose labels like that here, anyways. But it's fun, 
and there's an international competition. Um, and uh, I just want to brag on our district, Canadian Midwest District. Like every year, it seems like they're always winning or at least getting to the finals of the international meet. They're quizzing against teams from all over the United States and Canada. And uh, we have a really strong district here. I was in the Ontario district growing up. And I went to international competition five times, but I never once made it to the finals. Like, we weren't that good. So it's kind of easy to make that team. But here, both teams, we sent two teams because we're so good. Usually, districts just send one team. And both teams made it to the finals last week. And they got first and third. It was incredible. It was so fun to watch online. You could stream it online and watch that. But this is one of the ways, some of the ways that we can be just delighting and having fun and, and God memorizing it and then having these friendly competitions and... and uh, it's the beginning. Of course, there's a danger right, for those who like to memorize or those who are meditating and, and you know, your devotional time is very um, consistent and, and you, we can become proud, can't we? Like, oh, you know, I'm more spiritual than someone else. So there's a danger in that. And simply memorizing God's word is, is memorizing God's word. We can read God's word, and, but until we actually do what it says, it's kind of useless, right? Our faith is useless if there's no action. So we can um, trick ourselves into thinking we're doing really well because I read my Bible every day, I'm memorizing these verses, but, you know, um, there's a danger there. But this psalm is saying, this person who does this is blessed. What is that person like? That person is like a tree, okay, planted by streams of water. A tree is solid, they've got roots, and they're firm, especially if it's by water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Look at this verse, or look at the last, how it ends. Whatever they do prospers. Wow, that's awesome. The person who meditates the day and night, who has to delight in the law of the Lord, they're like a tree that is firm and is not uprooted very easily, and they're solid, they have, they're fruitful, and whatever they do prospers. Wow, that's awesome. Psalm 1 sets the stage for the rest of the songbook. In earlier versions, if you're familiar with the Septuagint, which was the Greek translation of the Hebrew Bible that the Apostle Paul used, um, every psalm had a title, but not Psalm 1. Psalm 1 didn't have a title, many people believe, because it's, it's introducing. It's like a preface to the rest of the songbook. And so this is kind of setting the stage. There's, it's like there's the righteous person or there's the wicked person. The righteous person is like this. And like, there's no in-between. It's not ambiguous at all. There's no gray areas. It's like this or this. And you can choose. There's going to be two roads to take. And this is saying the person who does this is, man, they're, they're fruitful. Whatever they do prospers. But not the wicked. See, it's like this. It's A or B. There's no in-between. They're like chaff that the wind blows away. Does anyone know what chaff is? Has anyone used chaff outside of the Bible? I grew up in a city, I didn't grow up on a farm, maybe farmers do chaff. What I believe is, it's like maybe the little husks, a little bit of seeds, and it's like confetti, is that right? And it's just like the skin of it, and it's really light, lighter than confetti, it just kind of blows around. Or, or I understood from Sunday school lessons where they would throw the grain up in the air, and the grain falls down, but the light stuff would just like kind of blow away, and that's a way to filter out uh, the, the good grain from the seed. So it's, you throw it up in the air and just kind of blow, maybe like a dandelion, Maybe if, that, if I were, you know, writing the psalm, maybe I would say something like the dandelion seeds that just, the wind blows away. There's no roots, they're not solid. When troubles come, and they do come, right? When life doesn't go the way you want, just the blowing around. But the one who is planted by streams of water, they are 
solid. You can see the difference, right? Righteous, wicked. Therefore, because of that, right, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. You can see how bringing back the stand from the very beginning, standing um, you know, in judgment, the wicked stand and, or, or sitting, kind of like in the sinners in the assembly um, of the righteous. I'll come back to that in just a second. Let's finish this psalm. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. It's pretty clear, right? There's a dichotomy there. So, Back to verse, oh, I can't go back. Um, what was verse five again? Thanks, Lori. Okay, okay, go ahead, Lisa, say it. <laughs> right, let's just pause here for a second because as life, as life is, is real and, and life is, it's just real, um, and we look at Psalm one and we think, okay, is that really true? Like everything, like you meditate on God's word and everything you do, like, prospers and and the wicked you know they're just like they're just blown away by chat you know, like chaff like don't you think that sometimes when as we live our lives you think wait a minute hmm because i think i see people who who are wicked who might say they're wicked but people who are wicked who who do not meditate on like don't even care right about god's word and they seem to be doing quite well and yet you know, poor me over here, like, my life isn't going the way it should be, and yet I'm reading my Bible every day. Like, don't you feel that sometimes? And so, Psalm is setting this up, and this is an understanding for the rest of the Psalms. But here it says, therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. Right? We're the end time. Judgment will happen, and it's going to happen on God's terms. He's the creator. And so, in the meantime... There's struggles, and that's what the rest of the psalm is. There are psalms that you'll read, like Psalm 25, for example, maybe, where people are like, what is going on, God? Like, they're, they're the bad people, but they're having fun, and they have good lives, and my life is awful. What's, what am I doing wrong? I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm innocent, right? They, they talk this way to God. The songbook, the psalms, is, is like, it's our word. It's people's words to God. People write these psalms, and they sing them to God, but somehow they're also for us is God's word uh, to us. And so these struggles are real. But look to the end. In the end, the wicked will not stand in the judgment. It's true. Nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. So, how is it that, um, what is the key? What is being put on display here? Uh, the word way the, the way, the way of the righteous, the way of the wicked. The way of the righteous is characterized by those who meditate on God's word, those who memorize God's word, those who delight in it. And for us, it is more than just the Torah, more than just the first five books, more than just the, the books of Moses. It is God's entire word, his entire revelation to us. And so are we delighting? Do you delight in God's word? And sometimes what that means is, yeah, the Bible says that. Hmm. You know, I think, I wish it didn't. So then, then you can send your laments to God and say, God, why are you, what? It's okay to be questioning and to be in your prayers, but it's submitting to that. It's saying, this is, this is good. God says it's good. 
And so we delight in these ways. And so meditating, do you meditate on God's word? Do you fill your mind with words that come from him? A simple way to do that is, is memorizing God's word and then rememorizing it and saying it over and over to you again. You know, some of you grew up here at Kids for Christ when uh, Miss Krista was leading the children's ministry. And I think they had like a kind of a garage sale once a month. And if you had memorized so many verses, you got points, you could buy things. But I know what you guys did. On the way to church that morning, you probably memorized that verse so you could get the points. And then the next week, you probably forgot it. Because that's what we do. It's our short-term memory. But it doesn't get into our long-term memory. You know how you get it into your long-term memory? You memorize something, and within 24 hours, you review it. And then a couple more days, you review it again. And if you review it again before that week is over, chances are way higher that it's going to be in your long-term memory. If you just memorize it once and leave it for a week, and then you go to review, like all of you who took finals recently and did your exams, like you probably don't remember what you wrote on your exam a month ago, right, or less than a month ago, because it was in your short-term memory, and that's okay for now. But when we meditate over and over again on God's Word, it becomes part of our long-term memories. And so this week, um, I want to introduce one, th- one way that we can do that to this week. And I use this app, this Bible memory app. I'm going to encourage you, man, to, um, to, um, to download that. And I memorized. Um, you can just go black, Lori. So I memorized Psalm 1. So this is uh, the word of the Lord to you. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, nor stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the seat, sit in the company of mockers. But whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Everything they do prospers. Not so the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. This is God's word to you from Psalm 1. I used a Bible memory app I want you to download it. I want you, if you're not memorizing God's word, why don't you start? There's a link. If you are looking at the online ones, the online notes, there's a link. You can just send them your um, cell phone number, and they will text the app to you. It's three simple steps. And you can set a reminder like I did at lunchtime, at noon. It'll remind you, oh, don't forget to review the verse you're memorizing this week. And then during your lunch break, when you've got your Tupperware containers there, and your phone is probably in your hand already looking at something, here, oh, let's just review um, this word. And by the end of the week, you'll have one or two or three or several, maybe the entire psalm, one, uh, memorized. It's one tool that you can use. I know many churches are using it. It used to be called Scripture Typer. It's Bible Memory App. Why don't you try it? And maybe if enough of us uh, are willing to try it, maybe we can make a group. Or, oh, I thought it was funny, eh? Maybe we can make a group, a Bible Memory App group, and we could be sharing verses that we're learning. Or 
Maybe some of you adults would like to join with some of the Bible quizzers when they start in September memorizing Romans. And maybe... Um, oh, someone told me it was Romans. Hebrews. Uh, and First and Second Peter. And then um, we could be one way that we could be meditating and rejoicing and delighting in God's word this year. Also, um, let's meditate. There's notes um, there that you have in front of you in the handouts or um, online. There are four psalm that, psalms that I've chosen uh, for you to memorize, to uh, meditate on this week. I don't have my notes here. Um, but just choose one and read it and reread it. And there's four or five questions I have there for you. Like, what, what command do you have for me? What application do you have for me? Um, what, what message do you have for me? What, um, what sin do I need to confess? And just read, meditate, read it, and reread it, and answer some of those questions. Write it in a journal. There's five. So you Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, take the weekend off. Let's be the righteous. Let's be those who are like trees planted by streams of water. So there's two things I've given you that you can do. The Bible memory app, you can also meditate on some of those psalms this week because for the next several weeks we're going through psalms anyways. And finally, in the fall, there's another Hearing God seminar starting up. And so that'll be started. The dates are there and registration will be open soon. And come and learn how to hear God's voice through scripture, how to hear God speak to you and help you, help you make wise decisions. It's a six-week course and um, so I encourage you to do that. Let me pray, and then the music team will come on up, and we'll close our service with one more song. Heavenly Father, thank you for um, your word that was written so long ago. Thank you for your living word that came and became one of us. Thank you, Lord, for being one who speaks. Thank you for not hiding yourself. Thank you for being so eager to be known by us. And Lord, we ask that you would reveal more of yourself to us this summer. Help us to rejoice and to find freedom and laughter and fun in your word. Please don't stop speaking to us. Even when we refuse to listen, please don't stop speaking. Please speak to this congregation. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.